The COVID-19 vaccines are by far the best way to protect yourself and your loved ones from the virus. Anyone who isn't vaccinated should get one as soon as possible to be protected for the holidays. And that includes five to 11 year olds who are now eligible for the Pfizer vaccine. The Rubin Report. It's January 23rd, 2023. And if you took health advice from that lady, well, good luck with all of that. We are live streaming on Rumble and YouTube as well as locals, of course. And if you want to play along during the show, join us at rubinreport.locals.com. And every day we have a live post-game show where you guys can question me, correct me, yell at me, or say nice things. Fully up to you. That's what we do right after the show. Uh, the link is right down below. Uh, today's show, as we begin the week, is going to be an extension of sort of what we were doing last week, which is a lot of stuff about the World Economic Forum and how its tentacles have basically reached into every Western democracy and have us all doing a whole bunch of stuff that's probably against our national interest. But for some reason, we feel the need well, not you, not me, uh, but the collective we, uh, to listen to these lunatics like screaming Al Gore and absolutely awful uh, John Kerry or very bizarre angry little girl Greta Thunberg, et cetera, et cetera. The cast of characters does not end. Uh, but we're going to go into a bit more about what's going on over at the WEF, which we think it just wrapped up. It just wrapped up. They're probably still sucking the natural resources out of the area and worshiping children or whatever they do. Uh, but yeah, the thing itself wrapped up. So we're going to cover a little bit of the end of it, some of the media reaction to it, and then how that's sort of reflective of everything going on in our country right here. And uh, of course, I'm going to give you some good stuff at the end because uh, good things are happening. And if these are the best they got, if the Thunbergs and the Carries and the Gores and the Albert Borlas are the best that they got, I really do think we're going to be okay. So here we go. So first, let's start with Greta Thunberg. And you know Greta Thunberg. How dare you? Uh, this little girl who screams about climate change and who's aging horribly uh, because her whole life is based on nonsense. Uh, anyway, we played last week her being arrested in Germany. And there was a clip that went viral around the world, was seen millions and millions of times of her being arrested, protesting something in Germany, mean German police officers carrying her away. It was very scary. Of course, uh, then we found the other video and the other video shows that the entire thing uh, was staged, completely staged, her smiling with the police officers beforehand, literally them like softly holding her on the wrist, just completely ridiculous. Well, anyway, Greta ends up at the World Economic Forum and she got questioned by some real journalists. And I have to say, when I can say the word, the word journalist or journalists without air quotes, it's an absolute pleasure. And I've given them a lot of credit, but I want to continue. The guys over at Rebel Media up in Canada, it is an independent outlet, I believe started by Ezra Levant, who's a buddy of mine who's been on the show many times. They've got Avi Yemeni and a whole bunch of other people who are out there doing actual journalism in world at the World Economic Forum. They are running down the street, getting microphones in these people's faces, asking them real questions. Anyway, Ezra got in the face of how dare you Greta Thunberg and asked her about her staged arrest. Ezra Levant here for Rebel News. I'm standing outside the CNBC studio, the same one where the vice president threatened to clock our friend Avi Amini. Uh, of course, it's where all the VVIPs pop by to give their propaganda message, dutifully transcribed by the media party here. How dare you? Your arrest at the German coal mine. How many times did you rehearse it? Because it looked staged. Is it true? Okay. How many times did you re rehearse your arrest? Greta, how many times did you film your arrest and why was it staged that way? Greta, considering you've not spent much time in school, how do you know so much about climate change? Do you think at least the fact these delegates take private jets is a bad thing against, you know, what you believe in? All of this could be done via Zoom, so surely, surely you should be encouraging all the delegates here, especially the likes of US Special Envoy John Kerry for climate, uh, Special Envoy for climate change, Surely you should be saying to these people, you should be doing this via Zoom with a much smaller carbon footprint, surely? 
Greta, would you say you're a child actor? Are you a child actor or an expert? How would you describe yourself? It's just great stuff from Rebel. And I know it's like jarring when you see a journalist going after the people who they should go after and asking the right questions. You almost don't know what to do with it because of course that's not gonna come from anyone at the New York Times or CNN or anything else. As a matter of fact, we showed you videos last week. I think it was a CNBC journalist interviewing Albert Borla, the, the head of Pfizer, basically being like, when can we get the flu COVID combo vaccine? Maybe it was Bloomberg. Oh yeah, it was Bloomberg TV. Uh, but the point is, it's like they carry water for these people. And then you have a couple people like Ezra that are out there asking the right questions. What's so interesting about Greta, I mean, the smugness and dismissiveness, and she's uh, definitely not starving. I don't know, they fatten all these people up at the World Economic Forum between her and Al Gore and the rest of them. But what's interesting about her is at the very minimum, you know, instead of just walking quietly with that smug smile on her face, why couldn't she just say, you know, actually you do make a decent point about the, the private planes? because the carbon footprint of this thing is extraordinary and these people are all flying here private. They are all taking up tremendous, tremendous resources. These are ultra rich people who you can't even imagine the level of shit that these people are doing there. You just can't. On top of the $2,500 an hour prostitutes and everything else, right? So why couldn't she just say, actually, you know what? I will answer that one question. That's actually a decent point and perhaps next year we'll do it by Zoom or perhaps next year we'll figure out some other way to have series of flights instead of everyone flying in privately. But it's all part of the grift. So let's continue with the grift because what really, it's the greatest grift of all time that they are trying to pull off. These are people who, have, who enjoy all of the luxuries of living in Western society, right? They have free speech, they have freedom of association, they, they have all made most of the people there, millions and millions, or in Al Gore's case, hundreds of millions, uh, John Kerry's case, hundreds of millions of dollars through capitalism, through all of the things that they've done in these free societies. Yet they have this meeting annually in Davos to discuss how they can destroy capitalism, how they can destroy free speech, Western societies, free thought, all of that stuff. So here is uh, Slovenian foreign minister, Tanja Fajon. I think I got that one right. Uh, calling for countries to uh, really stop caring about themselves and uh, bow to the new world order. We have to take care of the rules of the international law and really respect that and not change it in a time when there are countries that choose the way not to respect them. And Russia chose that way. So we have countries that are respecting the rules and we have countries that are respecting their national interests going beyond the rules. And that is what is happening and we have to take into consideration the world order. That's a really extraordinary statement for a foreign minister of any country to be saying. You're respecting the rules if you're respecting the World Economic Forum's rules. They are not some sort of binding organization. Completely not. Uh, they're a group of rich elites who send out their minions to all of our countries to try to change our policies, but they don't set rules. They, they'd like to set rules. They'd like to set far more than rules, and they'd like to take a whole bunch of us out while they do it. Uh, but she seems to think that their rules are more important than the country's own national interest. Well, frankly, Slovenia lady, I think that Slovenians should be in charge of what happens in Slovenia, okay? I think that's a pretty Slovenian idea. And I think Americans should be more in charge of what's going on with Americans than a Slovenian foreign minister and her sold out cadre of lizard people. Okay, that's where I sit on this thing. But they continued because not only are they trying to confuse you about climate change and they wanna make sure you follow their rules, well, they've also gotta make everything gay, okay? They have to gay up the whole thing. Hold on, let me loosen my wrist a little. They have to make this whole thing gay, okay? You have to be gay. And if you're not gay, they'll gay you up. They'll put it in the water, whatever they have to do. They're gonna gay it up. We have to get this gay stuff out there. Video. It's about making sure that people are seen in the mainstream media, in day-to-day -day life. And I think that's another opportunity where we have the corporate world to play a really important role. It's in the, as one of our colleagues said in another forum that we were in the other day, the hearts and minds part of this. And that is to make LGBT um, 
people, the community visible when you are talking about your product, you know, visible in your imagery. Um, you know, we can make sure that your products are centered towards. Does anyone think we need more of this? Are you guys not getting enough gay imagery throughout the day? It's so stupid. First off, gay is maybe 10% of people. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I have no problem with gay people. I'm married to one, okay? But the point is, they don't have to. The majority doesn't always have to cater everything to the minority. But these people are obsessed with that. They're obsessed with that. We should really think about that at a psychological level. Why is it they want everything to be fabulous? Anyway, here's a crazy woman in a hat. And also, our faith leaders, they know that this crisis is much more than physical and environmental schisms. We have a deeply wounded spirit as a people that is in desperate need of healing and restoration. And we must look to our almighty creator to find our proper place in humanity, our proper place. All right, lady, you're wounded, but I'm pretty sure whatever is gonna fix you ain't gonna fix me. Just stay out of our lives. That is it, crazy hat lady. Uh, Tucker had a nice little take on the ending of the World Economic Forum. They brought in some entertainers at the end and there was this incredible flautist. She was a flautist without a flout. Take a look. Time to check in with our lizard overlords in Davos, Switzerland. What are they up to? Well, this. Okay, I want to hit on what Tucker said there at the end. Those people run the world, question mark. I think, look, it, it all seems scary and they are plotting against us. I mean, they really are. And they do send these stooges like Justin Trudeau and Gavin Newsom. They send these people into Western democracies. But I'm telling you guys, I really, really believe this. this. This is not the best of the best that we're up against. These are incompetent buffoons who idea, whose ideas are so anti-human that they cannot win. We just need to be a little bit braver pushing back on them. We just need to expose them more. And that's why they want censorship, of course. Uh, but a lot of the stuff that they have pushed over the last couple of years is being exposed in real time. And good people, not crazy right-wing maniacs, good, decent people who are apolitical, who just wanna go about living their lives, they're figuring it out. So this is really extraordinary. You may remember a video that we played uh, last week where Ezra Levant and Abi Yemeni, two of the Rebel News guys, where they got at Davos, they got in the face of Albert Borla and he is the Pfizer CEO and they asked him about the efficacy of vaccines and when did he know they didn't work and why are they continuing to push it, et cetera, et cetera. So first off, that video, you can take a look at the tweet here. This is a tweet from Abi Yemeni. This video has now been banned on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. The World Economic Forum wants it scrubbed and their lackeys are happy to oblige. Thank you, Elon Musk, for not caving. 7.3 million views and counting. The public wants answers. So that video on Twitter now, last I saw as of this morning, had something like 20 million views already. Now, we also did put it up on our YouTube channel and it is still up. Okay, I don't know if they think maybe I'm too big of a target. So if you take me out, you've now, you know, you've butterfly effect affected this whole thing and it's just bigger and bigger and bigger. But ours is still up. And as I tweeted yesterday, I will not take that video down. Uh, this is one of the reasons that we are doing our thing with Rumble. First off, I know Rumble would never ask me to do that, but we are sure that our stuff will stay right there. And if, if YouTube and Facebook are taking down videos of journalists simply asking questions, you don't even have to like Rebel, you can think Ezra's an idiot. You may, you may be Albert Borla's second cousin's nephew's uncle, but you should understand that there is absolutely no reason that video should be taken down. So let's just quickly show you a snippet. Once again, if you didn't see it, we're gonna show a snippet again. We'll see if they come after me of that very video. Mr. Borla, can I ask you, 
When did you know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission? How long did you know that without saying it publicly? Thank you very much. I'm sorry. To that question. Yeah, I'm not taking the video down. We just played it again. I will get every well-known, well-powered lawyer on the planet to fight YouTube and Facebook and everything else if they try to do it. And even if they do it, this is exactly why rumble.com slash Rubin Report. I hope you're watching our videos over there. Okay, so super interesting though that they're taking these videos down. And it just goes to show that everything that we learned over the last couple of months related to the Twitter files and governments working with tech companies don't worry, I'm not getting an information. I'm not getting information from the boss, man. It was just my piece fell out of my ear that I can hear the clips on. Uh, we know what's going on here, right? You get it. You get it. The, we've seen it all with the Twitter files, and then a video like that gets out there, and then suddenly YouTube and Facebook want to take it down. So what else is going on here? Well, well, the other piece of that comes with all of this is that we are learning every day more and more that the vaccines did not work, that they lied about the science that they push things on people who did not need vaccines, whether they were you know, healthy 25 year old guys uh, who otherwise w were not gonna get sick, maybe would get sick a little bit, but then move on like everything else is you know, in the world. You get the flu, you move on, okay, life's fine. But they wanted to vaccinate children, all of these things. And now we're seeing all of this stuff about vaccine injuries and the heart attacks and people passing out and a whole bunch more. And they can't honestly answer those questions, right? Because they'd all end up in jail probably if they honestly answered it. So the grift, all of the people, all of the people, whether it's the people at Pfizer or the people at the government or people in the WEF or all the Hollywood actors, all of the people who pushed mandates, who pushed vaccines, they had no idea what they were talking about or they were doing it for genuinely nefarious reasons. They all have to protect each other because if one guy admits it, then it's dominoes, right? You're gonna take out everybody. One of the fascinating things about all of this is that did you know, you probably did because you're a pretty bright person, that Pfizer wanted immunity from vaccine lawsuits and basically got granted it by our government. Here's Tucker talking about that. One of the first things Pfizer did before it sold its COVID shot was to ensure it had total immunity from lawsuits. They made the government sign contracts acknowledging the long-term effects of the shots could be dangerous, but they couldn't be sued for it. Imagine if you're a carpenter. I'm going to build your house. If it falls down on you, I can't be sued because Congress will protect me. Wow, that's a pretty good deal. Can we get that? So now authorities are investigating whether the shot causes strokes in people over the age of 65. The weird thing is we've been getting news about the effects of the Pfizer shot for more than a year now, and no one seems to have thought to ask the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Bourla, who's gotten incredibly rich from those shots, what he thinks of it. You really need to understand this. Pfizer warned the government of the United States that there could be long-term side effects. And of course there would be. As I keep saying, if you watch any commercial on television, I don't have cable anymore, but I remember when I used to watch things with commercials and every single commercial would be an antidepressant pill or some other, you know, you got your eyelashes are too long or what else they got, your earlobes are too short, all of these things. And they're gonna, you take a pill, it's gonna somehow fix that, but you're gonna get hysterical diarrhea and thoughts of suicide and vomiting. And you're gonna punch your grandmother, a whole bunch of wacky shit. But for some reason with the Pfizer, I think, I, did I make up the punch your grandma thing? All right, I might've made that one up. But for some reason with the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, you, they push these commercials everywhere and they never said anything about side effects. How bizarre, it is quite bizarre. But it wasn't just, you can't blame just the, the drug companies for this. You can't just blame Pfizer and Moderna because they need cohorts. They need a partner to pull a scam like this on everybody. We found this video, they, what they need are government actors who will scare the hell out of people so that the government can make contracts with these big pharma companies and they can pull the giant grift of all time right in front of our eyes. Check this video out. This is, from, this is the Australian government. This is not Pfizer. This is an Australian government video in 2021. Uh, well, you'll see. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Authorised by the Australian Government. What happened to Crocodile Dundee? He would have never, he would have, this is a knife. He would have, yeah. 
You got the point. Um, so they needed, that was the government doing that to their own people, get vaccinated. Now it turns out vaccines don't work. Scaring the high hell out of people so that they could do the bidding of the vaccine companies. I know it all sounds dystopian. We're in dystopia, people. But good things are happening. One of the things that I mentioned last week is that New Zealand prime minister, this woman, Jacinda Ardern, she was one of the worst. I mean, she was like Trudeau-level evil when it came to lockdowns and scaring the hell out of people and everything else. Uh, she has stepped down in this last week. Uh, but let's flash back for a second. I got a couple of videos of her. Uh, you've seen some of these. Uh, this is her about a year ago talking about two different classes of people because if you don't get vaxxed, they're going to have to come for you. So you basically said this is going to be like, well, it's almost like, uh, you probably don't see it like this, the two different classes of people, if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated... That is what it is. So, yep. Yep. People started to protest, even a place like New Zealand where things are pretty good and people aren't used to protesting their government. But people did not want to get vaccinated. They certainly did not want to be forced to be vaccinated. And this was the same woman, you may remember the video, who around that very same time said that we are the only source of truth. If you don't hear it from us, it is not true. That is almost a verbatim quote. So you know what happened? The people in New Zealand got out on the streets. Take a look. So they got out on the streets and then what happened? Well, about four days ago, she stepped down. She is gone. She is no longer the prime minister of New Zealand. And uh, here's a little video of her just from a day or two ago. And uh, look, she's happier already because I guess she's uh, maybe stepping away from her job as full-time evil overlord. I'll have to admit I slept well uh, for the first time in a long time last night, but it's yeah, still a range of emotions. So I, of course, feel, um, you know, sad, but uh, also I do have a, a sense of... All right, well, she's sleeping well. She's sad that she can't ruin everybody's lives again. And here's just a little throwaway video. This is for the conspiracy theorists of the internet because there are videos of this sort of thing happening to Zelensky and a whole bunch of other uh, world leaders. You just make of this what you will. This is her about a year ago. I leave that one to you guys. So what's the point? Why are we showing you all of this? We're showing you all of this because we're actually winning and they're losing. And it's not just because some of them are resigning. And it's not just because more and more people are waking up to the nonsense and people are realizing what, what outsourcing your individual choice does to society. It's that people are generally speaking, fighting the system in a new way. They really, really are. People are tuning out of mainstream media. They're tuning into shows like this and we can do it. And then people get braver, right? What, that's the thing that I'm always talking about, that bravery begets bravery. So Ezra Levant, he's going out there, he's being brave. Now that video has been seen 20 million times and he'll get braver. And then you know what? Some people will donate to Rebel and their operation will expand. And yes, and the government of Canada will try to shut down their bank accounts and a whole bunch more. But it's like the march is on, guys. It really is gone. But what do I always say about all of this? The, the simple truth is we cannot forget the hysteria. There's a reason I'm showing you that Australian government video. It's like we can't just think that it was, the, it was these pharmaceutical companies. It was the people in power. And those people in power are in governmental power. But they're also our celebrity class because there were an endless amount of celebrities saying complete nonsense. And for some reason, we live in a culture where people care what celebrities say, right? These are actors for the most part. And actors act. They don't actually do anything. They act. They're not actually doing the things that they're pretending to do. They're pretending. That's how it works. And we, this video was going around over the weekend, and I thought it was worth seeing again. Uh, this is Tom Hanks, beloved Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks, Wilson on the island, he went to the moon. What else did he do? He burbs, that movie, The Burbs. Give me one more, give me one more. Which one? Polar Express. He's been around the block, this Tom Hanks guy. Done a lot of stuff, right? But listen to him in 2021 talking about vaccines. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I simply do not get it. It is literally the least you can do. And if you wanna, if anybody wants to build up an argument about doing 
doing the least they can do. I wouldn't trust them with a driver's license. I mean, when you drive a car, you got to obey speed speed uh, speed limits. You got to use your turn signal. You got to avoid hitting pedestrians. If you can't do those three things, then I get it. You shouldn't be driving a car. If you can't wear a mask and wash your hands and social distance, I, I don't understand. I I got no respect for you, man. Maybe you should stop going to Tom Hanks movies. Like, I don't really mean to make this about Tom Hanks. Is he is he the worst person in the world? But that notion, right? Like if you don't wear a mask and you don't uh, wash your hands and socially distance, things that all turn out to be nothing. Yes, washing your hands is fine, okay? Uh, but social distancing was nonsense. Wearing a mask was complete nonsense. And when you even literally, if you go right now, go to your CVS or your Walgreens or whatever uh, drugstore you go to, go to the mask section and look at the boxes and the boxes all say these masks don't stop COVID, right? So he had no idea what he was talking about. But he was saying, if the people who don't follow the system, and what he's saying there is the system's been really good to me, right? The guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He's a massive elite superstar. And again, I'm not saying that he himself is the worst guy in the world, because he probably isn't. That would be, he probably isn't. But all of these people carried water for a system that was crashing down on the rest of us. And that is not good, and we cannot forget it. So speaking of a guy that I wish I could forget, but here we are playing a clip of him. Here's Don Lamont over at CNN 2021. And uh, he has much of that Tom Hanks sort of attitude when it comes to unvaxxed Americans. The people who are not getting vaccines, who are believing the lies on the internet instead of science, it's time to start shaming them. What else? Or leave them behind. Be because they are keeping the majority of Americans behind. Okay, so it turns out we were right. We actually believed in the science more than you did. We showed some skepticism, which is a key part of scientific inquiry. And you should be shamed, Don Lemon. I mean, you were shamed in that they fired you from your evening show and they put you on the morning show and that's what they do with the people before the next thing, which the next thing is firing you altogether. But you should be shamed. But, but really, if you think about it, someone like Don Lemon, if CNN was an outfit of journalism, and again, it's not, you guys know that, he should be fired immediately. I don't mean that in a cancel culture sense of things, right? Like unjustly going for someone because they said something that offended me. I mean it in terms of what is your job, Don Lemon, as a, as a broadcaster. You're certainly not a journalist. I know you always say you are, but you are a broadcaster. Your job is to tell people something roughly approximate to the truth. And not only can you not do that, you were intentionally, because you're, you're not that bright, you were intentionally driving people to hate other people. And of course, it turned out that you had the whole thing backwards the entire time. So Don Lemon would never walk back his comments, right? He would never do it because they just keep lying and nobody ever gets fired. So why should Don Lemon sit down and be like, guys, you know what I really did uh, screw this thing up. It turns out the vaccines don't really work. It turns out I shouldn't be uh, shaming people. And actually, if anything, this should be a major mea culpa by me. And of course, he was also there talking to Chris Cuomo, who had to step down from CNN in absolute shame. So there's something sort of beautiful here. Uh, but look how the media, and this is why it just continues. Why does this never happen? Because the machine protects the people who always defend the machine. Check out this headline. This is going to make your head explode. I saw this one on Saturday, CBS News. As the super rich gather in Davos, online conspiracy theorists make bizarre claims that the world is run by the super rich. One more time, the super rich are gathering, everyone's admitting that, but it's a bizarre claim to think that the world is run by the super rich, who are telling you the whole purpose of the conference is how they can get the shit that they want done across the world. I mean, it is absolutely insane. But the media lies about everything and you know it. Uh, you may have seen this. Uh, I know you guys don't watch corporate media that much. God bless you. Uh, so this may be the first time you're seeing some of this. Over the weekend, there were massive, massive Summer of Love 2020-like riots in Atlanta, okay? Antifa, which is a fascist organization, it is an arm of the Democrat Party, period. There is no doubt when they want violence on the streets, they somehow get it to Antifa, and these pe people always burn down Democrat-run cities. They're not that bright, the people doing it. Anyway, uh, Antifa is basically burning down Atlanta over the weekend. It was, it was absolutely insane. We're gonna show you a couple of videos of this. Uh, but watch how the media frames 
all of this. So it doesn't even matter why they were doing it. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into any of the defense of Antifa or any reason, you'll, you'll see a little something. None of that matters. The point is a bunch of masked thugs are burning down using flash bombs, burning things up, breaking windows. I listen to how Fox 5 in Atlanta covers these protests. Take a look over here, if you pan over. I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at that protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling justice uh, for to to uh, for to 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 So sorry. Uh, he, Trust God. Uh, and right now, uh, you'll see, basically, they want uh, justice for him. Want justice for this guy. That's what we're really going to focus on. They're burning down the whole city. I can't pronounce the guy's name. It doesn't even matter. It literally does not matter whether, whatever happened to that guy, it's completely irrelevant. If something bad happens in society and something unjust happens, it does not give you a right to burn down a city. We all used to agree about that sort of thing, uh, but now we don't. Now, if you think that was bizarre, okay, now watch CNN covering this. They have a guest on in Atlanta who is some sort of journalist in Atlanta, and he doesn't want us to use the word violent for the people that are violently burning down the city from from the standpoint of of the protesters um but as as even the chief himself said this is a small group um this this isn't this is also within this defend the forest movement um there are no leaders so people go off and do their own things that doesn't just make them justifiable but i i do think that you know you keep using these words violent 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 um and it, it gives the impression, I mean, the only violence that, that or, or the only acts of, of violence against people that I saw were, were actually police tackling protesters. Hmm. And you've been there, you've been watching. How profoundly embarrassing for CNN. You know, they used to say the most trusted name in news. How profoundly embarrassing. First off, a small group of people can do a whole bunch of bad stuff. This thing about small seems to be the, the left's new line on everything, right? Joe Biden just had a small amount of documents that were illegally taken. Okay, but it's not about the size of the amount of documents. And these, it's a small amount of people burning down the whole city. If it was a little, if it was a medium amount, we'd be a little more upset about it. No, a whole, a small amount of people can do a, real, a bunch of really bad stuff. Also at the end there though, it's only the police officers that are attacking people. These people were literally smashing windows, burning buildings, and a whole bunch more. Absolutely ridiculous. Just ridiculous. They want a police language. They want you to see something with your own eyes and believe something completely insane. But they've been doing this to us for a long, long time. Remember those fiery but mostly peaceful protests of 2020? Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night. A second night since Jacob Blake was seen shot in the back seven times by a police officer. And what you are seeing now, these images came and come in stark contrast to what we saw over the course of the daytime hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations in the... Guys, during the day, they're largely peaceful. They're hanging out. They're just saying stuff. Sure, at night, they burn down the whole city. And they always burn down a Pep Boys. They always, the Target and Pep Boys. I don't know if it's just, the, maybe that's a numbers thing. There's a lot of Targets and Pep Boys. But they'll always burn down. You find a Pep Boys, these people want to burn you down. I guess there, there's a lot of gas-related things and flammable things at a, at a Pep Boys. And they always got to take out the Target. First, what they want to do in the name of social justice is steal all the flat-screen TVs. Because you wouldn't want those to melt, obviously. That goes without saying. Um, but yes, they're largely peaceful. So they excuse the violence. Uh, you can think what you want about Blake being shot. It's irrelevant. You cannot take vigilante justice into your own hands and destroy things. And that's why they always say violence against things is not violence. That's literally what these people say. And also they have no leader. So we can't really be upset. It's a bunch of people with no leader. That's actually scary or an amorphous blob rampaging throughout society, destroying things. And we're also going to say that it's not violent. Uh, but violence, rioting, vandalism, it's not just in Atlanta. Wait, we're gonna do more with Atlanta right now? No, we're done with Atlanta. Yeah, we got more from Atlanta. Here's more from, here's more. Hey, can you guys hear us? Uh, 
State Trooper was injured in a shooting. And if you're taking a look at video now, I can hear it in my ear. Uh, that is just some of the moments that you could see that uh, protesters are throwing bricks at what I believe to be the Atlanta Police, uh, the Atlanta Police Foundation. Um, the Atlanta. Oh, hey, turn around. Can we go back? Someone actually. It looks like. Flash bombs attacking the Atlanta Police Federation. Every one of those people should be arrested. Fortunately, at the end, the Atlanta police did get in there and they arrested a whole bunch of people. So that is good. But the fact that this is going on, again, these, these are always Democrat-run cities. Always Democrat-run cities. And there is a connection there. That ain't a coincidence, okay? And it is violence when you attack a building and break windows. It really is. That is a type of violence. Uh, and these people need to pay and they need, they need to be held to the highest standard of the law and should have the, the lock and key, should be thrown at them, the whole freaking thing, uh, because otherwise it is not gonna stop. And you know how you know it's not gonna stop? Because it's also happening in other cities uh, because there was also a big riot in Boston, Massachusetts over the weekend. And this is rather extraordinary. So here is uh, Representative Congresswoman Kathleen Clark. She's a Massachusetts Congresswoman and she's the Democrat whip. She's a pretty powerful Democrat. And she tweeted this out yesterday. Last night, my daughter was arrested in Boston, Massachusetts. I love Riley and this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. This will be evaluated by the legal system and I am confident in that process. Now, I want to uh, point out once again, she said that Riley is her daughter. Uh, do we have a picture of her daughter, Riley? Ah, so that is her daughter, Riley. Riley, and I don't mean to be a dick about it, as I often say, is a dude. That is a dude who now says that he is a chick named Riley, and the mother there, the Democrat whip, is going along, along for this hallucination. Uh, now, this is interesting because uh, you may remember during the last presidential campaign, Joe Biden, a very confused, mumbling, pandering Joe Biden, went to some gay conference and he told these people that it is not, if you get arrested, it is not what is on your birth certificate, the gender on your birth certificate, that will send you to say a male prison or a female prison. It's what gender you identify as. So this is very hopeful for Riley, who will hopefully for Riley and for that lady end up in a female prison. So many of them. And so, yes, and by the way, in prison, in prison, the determination should be that your sexual identity is defined by what you say it is, not what in fact the prison says it is. And in that case, you should be entitled also to OGBYN Anyway, uh, you didn't ask that question, but you're not likely to either, I guess. I mean, the man cannot complete a sentence. It's just absolutely incredible. But there you have the president of the United States saying whatever prison you want to go to. Sure, oh, we arrested you for raping 20 women, but now you say you're a chick. Okay, we'll throw you in with the women again. And then, by the way, these guys continue to rape and maim and murder and a whole bunch more. So this is very exciting in this case because Riley hopefully will be arrested, although, you know, as the son or, and or daughter of a Democrat, she, she or he is probably gonna get off on this thing. That was funny in a certain way also. Um, you got it, you got it. Uh, but what this woman, Catherine Clark, uh, doesn't perhaps understand when you, when you go along with the delusions of young people, right? And don't deal with the truth straight on and all of those things. Uh, you're gonna grow up, you're gonna set up these people to be in a world that makes no sense. And perhaps that is why Riley he or she is out there doing whatever she or he is doing on the streets of Boston. But Catherine, Catherine Clark, uh, she was, you may remember this, I think we played this, this is a couple months ago. Her kids are waking up freaking out about climate change. So you, you watch, just watch this clip and note how these things are all connected. The, the psychological condition related to the violence, the nonsensical ideas related to the truth and much more. But they've also given us a model to become our own leaders. And let me tell you what it means to, to me coming in as a different generation. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change. All right. So Catherine's son or daughter or son and daughter, whatever it is, I'm not sure if Riley's the middle child. But she is a woman that is spreading ideas in her home and then throughout society as a politician that would lead children 
to having nightmares about climate change. And then next thing you know, your daughter's son is out on the streets of Boston, uh, breaking windows or doing whatever the hell he or she is doing. And then thankfully you have a president with dementia who wants to send them into the opposite prison than their genitals dictate. That is literally a sentence that has never been said in the history of humanity before. It's just so insane. So now let's get to the good part of this. The good part of this is that throughout history, guys, there have been bad ideas. There's, there have been fascists and communists and socialists and Nazis and a whole bunch of other bad people. And then good people start saying things that are true. You stop participating in the lie. You stand up and you say, I am here, I have worth and I am not going to pretend anymore that you are good or valuable just because you guilt me into thinking something, okay? You know who's a good person? She was a great person, I wish we still had her. Can we maybe work on the cloning thing? Let's talk to somebody in the UK about cloning her. Here's Margaret Thatcher on responding to socialists, right? Responding to these types of people who would otherwise give us endless chaos. Imagine a Labour canvasser talking on the doorstep to those East German families when they settle in on freedom's side of the wall. You want to keep more of the money you earn? I'm afraid that's very selfish. <laughs> we shall want to tax that away. You want to own shares in your firm? We can't have that. The state has to own your firm. You want to choose where to send your children to school? That's very divisive. You'll send your child where we tell you. Mr. President, the trouble with Labour is that they're just not at home with freedom. Socialists don't like ordinary people choosing, for they might not choose socialism. You get it. I know you guys get it. And that is exactly what we need. And what I believe is happening right now, as I have said for the last couple of weeks, I think through the, through first it starts in Florida, the Florida blueprint that is now being exported throughout the country, the blueprint that Ron DeSantis really started by saying no more of this nonsense. I am the chief executive of this state. I am going to do what is right by my people. Now other governors throughout the country are starting to see that, right? And some governors, even though obviously we didn't get everybody that you might've wanted in the midterms, some governors, new ones like Sarah Huckabee Sanders in Arkansas are doing all sorts of things with school choice and getting wokeism out of school, which is exactly what's going on here, which is why I describe it as a blueprint that has to be exported. You saw, we talked about it last week, Kim Reynolds in Iowa going full school choice, vouchers for students. But when you listen to Margaret Thatcher, so this is someone across the pond about 40 years ago, talking about how socialists don't like choice. They don't like you to decide where your kids go to school. They don't, want, uh, they don't want you to have more of your money and all those things. And they'll reverse it on you to make it seem that you're the selfish one if you wanna think about where you have more options where your kids go to school, if you wanna keep more of your dollars. So it's the same themes, but we defeated the Soviet Union and she had a little something to do with that. So I think we can defeat this thing that is happening right now. So what we need are a series of good people to get involved. And what I think is gonna happen is that there's gonna be a really decent crop of Republicans coming up. And will some of them fail us along the way? Of course, will they ever get everything that you want done, done? No, but the, the, the world does not bend to your will, but on the margins, we can hopefully change it a little bit for the better. Uh, so one of those people who most likely is gonna run, I've interviewed her a few times, I think she's really, really decent. Uh, is Nikki Haley, and she was on Fox being asked whether she's about to make an announcement. We are in the new year. How are those tea leaves looking? Are you going to run for president? Well, I'm not going to make an announcement here, but when you're looking at a run for president, you look at two things. You first look at, does the current situation push for new leadership? The second question is, am I that person that could be that new leader? That yes, we need to go in a new direction. And can I be that leader? Yes, I think I can be that leader. I was as governor. I took on a hurting state with double digit unemployment and we made it the beast of the Southeast. As ambassador, um, you know, I took on the world when they tried to disrespect us. And I think I showed what I'm capable of at the United Nations. So do I think I could be that leader? Yes, but we are still working through things and we'll figure it out. I've never lost a race. I said that then, I still say that now. I'm not gonna lose now, but.
the reason I wanted to show you that clip is because I, I happen to like Nikki and I, I really think she's a decent person. I know some of the most Trumpian base does not like her for whatever reason. I think they feel like she didn't support Trump after January 6th or something to that effect. And everyone can make their own judgment calls on all of those things. But the point is she really did, like the facts are the facts. She turned South Carolina around for sure. Uh, she was an incredible U.S. ambassador to the U.N. under Trump, right, getting Trump's policies across. And we did not go to crazy wars under Trump or under her. And I think she would just be another good voice in the mix. So I, what I really want to see more than anything is I want to see a whole bunch of people who are decent get involved. And I think that that's what we're going to start seeing. But what it will all come down to, what it will all come down to is whether Ron DeSantis is going to run. And I do not know. I do not know, but I know the machine fears him now more than they fear Trump. Last week we talked about that article, was it in New York Magazine or New York Times, one of them, about how uh, Donald Trump hated the media and that was bad, but Ron DeSantis is much worse. He's much worse because he ignores the media. Oh yeah, it was by a guy named Peter Baker from the New York Times. So they know DeSantis is the real threat because as I always say, he's Hitler with a calculator, meaning they're gonna call any Republican Hitler and a racist and a white supremacist and all that stuff. But DeSantis has all the receipts of the incredible things that are being done here in Florida. By the way, I saw, I think this morning, Florida's unemployment, despite the craziest natural disaster in the last decade in America, Hurricane Ian is now down to 2.5%. Miami is the safest city in the United States. There's a whole bunch of good stuff here, but I don't have to belabor the point. The point is that the media is going to really try to confuse everyone about Ron DeSantis and watch MSNBC, the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. Here's Joe, Joe Scarborough, Scarborough trying to give DeSantis advice as if he likes Ron DeSantis. You gotta love this. My guess is, just all of us talking right now, my guess is DeSantis says, wait a second, why do I go to the meat grinder that chewed up and spit out 16 Republicans politically? Why don't I let Trump run again? I'll serve out my term. I'll end up with, you know, 80% approval ratings among Republicans. And then in 26, I just opened my presidential campaign and I don't have to even take on Deal with this. Yeah. the champ. Right. I, I, I think that's probably what he's thinking in Tallahassee, because I think he knows he does not want to cross Donald Trump on a debate stage. You really need to understand this, guys. This is the machine showing you the early signal. They're showing your, their hand if you really are paying attention. They want Trump and they don't want DeSantis, right? They want Trump because they've been through that before. They took out Trump once and they'll figure out ways to take him out again. DeSantis is much more difficult for these guys. That's absolutely true. Otherwise, he has no reason to say that, right? He has no reason to say that. Does he still pretend to be a conservative? Does he say he's a conservative anymore? I don't even know what, I don't even know what he is. I mean, he's literally nothing. He's whatever you want him to be. Um, but again, I don't know if DeSantis is gonna run, but you can just see the way the machine operates. And by the way, I will give, because I really do try to give people credit where credit is due at some level. Is it possible that Trump would just demolish DeSantis in the debates? Trump is obvious, he's a television guy. He's a good debater, although actually in some of those debates against Biden, he was not phenomenal. He was a little jumpy and sort of, I thought, unnecessarily angry in some of them or whatever. But he obviously, he's really good when there's a whole bunch of people. I think as it gets to a smaller amount of people, he maybe isn't quite as good. But yes, did he crush Marco Rubio and demolish Ted Cruz and just you know blow out everybody out of the water? Of course he did. Um, is debating DeSantis' strong point? Perhaps not, perhaps not, but governing is. So we also, all of us going forward, will have to decide, do we want someone who is just good for the TV clicks and the viral moments, or do we want someone who's actually competent in all of the things that I'd like to believe that we are supporting them for? That's what we're all gonna have to think about. But I get the inclination to just make it about who's the biggest TV star, and if that really is what it is, then it's Trump. And again, I like Trump. I voted for Trump. I would vote for him again in certain circumstances. So I'm just putting it out there that hopefully some good people will get involved and just watch what the media does to them. Uh, speaking of all of that, uh, on Friday, I interviewed Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State, former head of the CIA, who everyone is saying is gonna run. I actually did ask him that obviously at the end. Uh, and part one will be out today. The full thing will be out today at Rubin Report. Locals.com. And as long as we're talking about presidents, I thought we could wrap up today's show 
with the former president, a guy that that Margaret Thatcher knew quite well. Uh, here is just a snippet of Ronald Reagan's farewell address. This is uh, 1988, his farewell address. And uh, well, a bit inspirational to end the show today. I've spoken of the shining city all my political life, but I don't know if I ever quite communicated what I saw when I said it. But in my mind, it was a tall, proud city built on rocks stronger than oceans, windswept, God-blessed, and teeming with people of all kinds living in harmony and peace. A city with pre-ports that hummed with commerce and creativity. And if there had to be city walls, the walls had doors, and the doors were open to anyone with the will and the heart to get here. That's how I saw it and see it still. And as I walk off into the city streets, a final word to the men and women of the Reagan Revolution, the men and women across America who for eight years did the work that brought America back. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time, we made a difference. We made the city stronger, we made the city freer, and we left it in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. I think we can get back to that. I don't think it's that complex. I think there are forces working against us. We have, we have clownish, ridiculous politicians in this country, and we have evil lizard-like people meeting halfway across the world to decide how we should live. But I think we can defeat all of them. I think the truth shall set you free. And I think the, the founding documents of this country are strong enough. We just need good people to get involved and whether that means run for president or do whatever the hell it is that you're doing in your life to not be part of the madness, that really, really is the answer. Uh, guys, it's Monday, which means that it's Meme Monday over at the Rubin Report community. Here's the one that I put up this morning. I saw this one over the weekend. Thought this was pretty funny. College kids after graduating and seeing the taxes from their first check, right? So they morph slowly from Bernie Sanders into uh, Rand Paul, which of course is very similar to the, you know, if you're not a liberal in your 20s, you have no heart. And if you're not a conservative in your 30s, you have no brain, some, some version of that. Uh, all right, we've got a post-game show coming up in about 55 seconds. If you have not subscribed, knowing that YouTube's probably not very happy with me, uh, please do subscribe at rumble.com slash Rubin Report and uh, head on over to Locals right now and we will continue the madness. Happy Monday, everybody. See you tomorrow. 28-year-old Bridget Klein-Simpson has identified as a woman for years and she wants to get into better shape, so she went to the Body Works Gym for Women in Parksville for a membership. Klein-Simpson says she was initially welcomed, but after one workout she was informed she was not allowed at the women's only gym. Saying, sorry, we made a mistake, you're not actually allowed to be here, but you're more than welcome to use the co-ed facility, and uh, I kind of just hung up because uh, I was, I mean, I was extreme, extreme, devastated. I mean, there's really no other word for it. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.